Hello and welcome everyone. I'm Annalise. And I'm Sam. You are listening to the Clarkson Ignite podcast coming to you from Zoom. As always, our mission is to shape this podcast to the Ignite slogan, which is Think, Make, Ignite. We hope to connect individuals across Clarkson's diverse community and give you interesting and unique content. Our hope is that you can walk away from our episodes learning something new and valuable. For this week's episode, we spoke with Tom Karras. Tom is a Clarkson alumni from the class of 86, where he majored in civil engineering. This week, we spoke with Tom about an accelerated bridge construction project that he worked on and all of the innovative techniques that he used. It was great to have Tom Karras on. I know I definitely learned a lot, as I hope you did. All right. Thank you, Tom, for joining us today. Um, To get started, I think we'll just have you tell us a little bit about yourself, about the work that you do, um, and like the project that we're going to be discussing today. Okay, great. Well, certainly, thank you for the opportunity. So, uh, my name is Tom Karras. I'm a 1986 graduate from Clarkson. Um, My career has been with CHA Consulting, um, which is headquartered in New York, in Albany, New York. Um, I've been very fortunate in my career. It's actually taken me from Albany, New York, to Atlanta, Georgia for nine or 10 years, to Indianapolis, Indiana for a few years. And uh, right now I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, In what my role is, um, I've advanced from design engineer to project management to lead to now I am our chief engineer for our infrastructure sector. And the way CHA is organized is we have three business sectors, infrastructure, power and buildings. Uh, The infrastructure sector includes transportation, water and aviation services. So I'm the chief engineer for that entire group. Um, And the types of projects that my background is is heavily slanted in surface transportation, which would be the road and bridge area. Um, And that's actually what we're going to talk about today is a, a bridge replacement project that we did uh, for Georgia Department of Transportation uh, in a community just south of Atlanta. Awesome. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the details of this project, how you got into it, um, and just like maybe some really difficult parts of it that you've endured? Sure. So, you know, one of the things I I talk to a lot of younger folks about is what is a consulting engineer versus a constructor? We actually, we don't have construction equipment. We are basically an extension of a Department of Transportation, whether it's New York or Georgia or any other state agency. We basically provide additional resources um, to support their design, you know, their design opportunities. Um, so we were selected by Georgia Department of Transportation for this bridge replacement. The bridge was identified as, as a structure that was deficient and needed to be replaced. So our contract involves, you know, basically assessing the bridge, determining what's the most, you know, prudent and feasible strategy to, to improve the longevity or the performance of the bridge. Um, which can be rehabilitation or replacement. There's a lot of considerations that go into cost-benefit, cost-value analysis. 
ultimately, we concluded that this was going to be a replacement structure. Um, and then in light of where the structure is and its service, it's a, it's a commuter route um, for a community into Atlanta, you know, we were challenged with, you know, had a lot of traffic on it. And the consequence of taking the bridge out of service for replacement was really what drove uh, the innovative solution that we developed for this. Nice. Okay. And I, I noticed that you said it was a replacement. So did you completely replace anything or was there any aspect of what was there before that was reused? Or is it no, all good? Was, yep, no, great question. Uh, this was a complete replacement. Um, you know, typically a bridge will be designed to have about a 50-year life expectancy. Um, you know, this bridge had reached its, its, you know, service life, and it was determined that it's more cost-effective to uh, completely replace the substructures, the foundations, and the superstructure with a new bridge. Okay. Yeah, I guess that makes sense, because if it's, you know, already coming to its life, then you don't want to have to, you know change that stuff out before you have to re like destroy a whole nother one. Yeah. And that that's, you know, part of what we analyze is, you know, when you look at, even though it's, this, you know, bridges are designed for a 50 year service life, there are plenty of bridges that are well, well over 50 years old and are still serviceable. Mm -hmm. um, it becomes, you know, an analysis of, you know, is it more cost effective? Um, to rehabilitate the bridge, replace some of the components of it, you know, that'll, that'll extend the service life or to ultimately do a full replacement. And it, you know, the condition of deterioration, uh, traffic considerations all play into those decisions. Okay. And you said that it was a highly, uh, you know, crossed bridge. It's, it was, it's a commuter route, um, you know, south of Atlanta, it's about 30 miles south of Atlanta. Um, although it was only a two lane, what we would say a low volume road, average traffic on the road was about 6,500 to 7,000 vehicles a day, which, which is, you know, fairly low when you think about interstate traffic. But the challenge was that taking this bridge out of service really left us with a long detour, a very inconvenient, you know, detour. And that was, again, one of the key factors that drove our decision to, you know, implement, you know, an accelerated bridge construction ABC uh, strategy. Okay. What were some of those constraints involved in, like, allowing you to determine that you could use this ABC? Well, what happens, you know, as, as we look at the industry now, you know, in any business, time is money. Um, we're also seeing there's much more sensitivity to, you know, the interruption or inconvenience to, to the public and to travelers. So those are really, you know, two of the keys that, you know, drive, you know, when you use innovative solutions, because innovative construction will always, will I'll say always, be more expensive than a traditional uh, construction approach. So with this project, um, you know, the first strategy that we uh, developed for Georgia DOT really was going to end up with the bridge being out of service for nine months. 
So that was going to be a nine-month detour and major inconvenience to the community. Um, we looked at a strategy that would have incentivized construction, which is really a means by which you can incentivize the constructor to accelerate their work, whether it's with bonuses or you know, different types of payment mechanisms. And we looked at that and we said, you know, we can look to save about two months, again, a seven-month inconvenience, significant inconvenience to the public. Um, we met with GDOT or been, happened to be in a meeting with GDOT and suggested this as a candidate for innovative construction. Um, GDOT liked the idea. Uh, and that's really what a consultant's job is, you know, is to look at strategies to serve your client. Um, ultimately, this strategy that we use, this accelerated bridge construction strategy, ended or yielded a 60-day construction duration. So we took what originally would have been nine months and we compressed it down to 60 days. Wow. So it was, it was significant. That's crazy. So like you were able to save a lot of time on it, but did it save you any money? Like, was it more cost effective? Well, again, if you look at just straight dollar cost, this increased the cost of the bridge about 60%. So it was about a million dollar increase on the cost. Again, you have to trade off that cost to the, the cost inconvenience to the public. And again, state agencies, the DOTs, are much more sensitive to impacts to the communities, um, their constituencies. So um, GDOT looked at this one and said, you know, this is definitely a candidate where it's worth spending more money to take that nine-month inconvenience disruption and bring it down to 60 days. Um, but what we've seen in the industry and what we deal with you know, with a lot of clients is, you know, educating them on the fact that not every project is a candidate for accelerated construction because it will, you know, be significantly, can be significantly more costly. And it's just striking that balance. Yeah. I think that's really cool that it goes from nine months to 60 days. Yeah, it was, it was quite an accomplishment. Yeah, that's insane. I'm it's sure all of the people that use that bridge were very happy that they only had to do it for 60 days. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really what, you know, was a catalyst for us looking at, you know, ways to do this. You know, it's the community was very active um, and in any type of business, you know, politics play a role. There's no question about it. So, you know, an active community can change the course and influence politics, which then gets to, you know, decision makers. And, you know, certainly that was, you know, what came into, into this equation. Now, would you say that that was the most difficult part of the project? No, I, I think the most difficult part of the project is, you know, when we, you know, were challenged with this, you know, nine month or seven month schedule, and that was just not acceptable, is, you know, what types of innovative strategies could we use? Um, recognizing and understanding that accelerated bridge construction is fairly new to the industry. Um, Georgia DOT hadn't used 
hadn't done too many accelerated bridge projects. Um, so, you know, certainly when you do something like this, you're under the microscope for success. Um, you know, it's going to cost a lot more, you know, there's a lot of, you know, visibility to it. So really, you know, we needed to look at strategies that, you know, we felt very comfortable with. Um, and the approach that we came up with was, was very unique and innovative. Um, and it was just doing, you know, the, the what if scenarios, the cause and effects, the, you know, challenges and opportunities of what ultimately got us to the, the strategy that we developed. Um, that, that was probably the most challenging part of it in, in maintaining a schedule, you know, you know, really staying on an aggressive design development schedule to deliver the project. Awesome. Okay. So for like the bridge itself and like the construction of it, did mm -hmm. you guys use any like special concretes or like other materials that specifically were meant for this project? We did. Um, you know, this is this is a unique strategy that we developed, and actually, we are you know showcasing this um, to other states. Um, we took advantage of of a combination. What I would say is a hybrid of traditional and innovative strategies. So, the bridge itself, um, we had conventional pre-stressed concrete beams you know, which would be used in any typical construction. Where the innovative approach that we used was um, basically on the side of the road where the bridge was gonna be replaced, we built the bridge, um, you know, offline. You know, we, we, or we set uh, temporary bridge abutments, temporary bents, set the beams on them, um, and then actually poured the deck for two beams at a time. So we could then basically pick up two sections of the bridge, set it in place, set another two sections in place, and then ultimately, quote unquote, glue them back together. And that's where, that's where we used ultra high performance concrete. Um, these, you know, the, the closure pores um, that held the, the beam units or the deck units together um, was a special concrete. Um, we also used specialized concrete in the substructures. Um, that was, um, we provided the contractor with options to either use precast concrete substructure units or accelerated concrete, which would have been 24 hour concrete. Um, the contractor selected the 24-hour accelerated concrete, um, so that worked very well. And then when we went back up to the superstructure, the you know the pieces, the the bridge components that we were going to quote unquote glue together, that ultra high performance concrete. Um, just to give you a frame of reference, um, you know. Traditional concrete that we use on bridges is about 4,000 pounds per square inch, you know, 4,000 con pound concrete. The ultra high performance gave us strengths of 12,000 pounds per square inch at four days and 21,000 pounds at 28 days. So it wow. was you know, just significantly unique concrete, difficult to work with, difficult to mix, high, high quality control. So it was, you know, really something uh, that was the, that was the linchpin in the innovation was the ability mm -hmm. to 
to bring uh, traditional beams onto site, um, build a temporary, uh, you know, a replica bridge right adjacent to the road and then take it apart and put it, you know, set it up on, you know, in place. Wow. So do you usually only use these types of, con like these special types of concrete for these accelerated bridges? You know, when you when you talk about accelerated bridge construction, there's there's really a whole toolbox of of you know accelerated bridge strategies. They can be as you know simple as you know just accelerating the job by a couple of weeks with you know accelerated concrete, or as complex as building an entire bridge alongside an existing bridge and sliding it in, sliding one in, and sliding one out. So. It really varies and, and is tailored towards the to the application. Gotcha. Yeah, there, there's a lot of types of concrete. I know my, that's my sister. She's a big concrete person. She's a civil engineer as well. And um, at Clarkson, she was a part of the concrete canoe. And yep. she just had a heyday with, you know, asking around. We have a, a local um, concrete supplier by me. I'm actually like an hour south of Albany. And... Right. Um, they, uh, you know, they gave her pricing and all that. So I, I mean, I don't know it, but I know that there's a, a ton of different types of concrete for different prices and for different uses. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was, oh. yeah, that was really the key, the key to this, you know, when we, when we came up with the idea of, you know, building the, the two, two beams at a time together and then setting them, it really, really, you know, the interesting part was that in order to set these beams, um, the weight of them was so great, we had to get the contractor, the constructor, had to bring in an 800-ton crane to pick these mm -hmm. beams up. So this was probably one of the biggest cranes that I've seen on a site in, in my 35 years. Um, but it was, you know, they could use the crane for a couple of days rental um, because they had all these prefab, you know, bridge deck pieces and they just, you know, put them together like a Lego set is really how it went together. It was really neat, really something to awesome. see. Yeah. So what was used um, to control the cracking of the concrete while it was curing? Yeah. Um, again, you know, the cracking is going to be, you know, really a function of the, the mix, the quality control of the mix, and then really the quality control of the curing. Um, so, you know, the, typically, you know, these are just wet, you know, wet blanket cured concrete, um, you know, high quality control on its placement, you know, temperature control and things like that. But it was really, again, we could get away with, you know, traditional wet blanket curing, which made it, you know, made it easy for the constructor. So in like trying to put these pieces together, mm -hmm. the pieces of the bridge puzzle, uh, did you guys have any like complications with getting them together or was it like a pretty smooth process? No, it actually it really worked out to be a smooth process again, because what we had done is when we put, you know, poured the, set the, the beams, really built the bridge off the side of the road, um, and you know could get everything test fit the actual temporary substructures that we built replicated the exact profile of what the road was going to be so you know we had shim plates 
in to set the beams. So we knew how the beam was going to react, how it was going to deflect um, when we poured it, you know, got into place. So there were really, we minimized the number of surprises. So when we put these deck units together, basically they were about six to 12 inches apart. Um, the reinforcing steel was would then extend from each of the abutting pieces and we formed underneath them and then filled that area with the ultra high performance concrete. So it was, it actually turned out to be, you know, it was a straight bridge, uh, straight beams. So it made it pretty easy um, to set it. And again, building the, the actual bridge um, off site on substructures, temporary substructures that were gonna replicate the exact condition of its in place, you know, took away any surprises or most of the surprises that we you know, would have anticipated. Awesome, that's really cool. So was there any um, like post-tensioning used to tie the superstructure pieces together? No, there wasn't. And again, this was where we could use, you know, traditional methods. So the beams themselves were, you know, a conventional pre-stressed, you know, prefabricated um, concrete beam. So the, the beams themselves were pre-stressed. Um, when we put the panels together, instead of using post-tensioning, we could just use conventional diaphragms which or the cross bracing, you know, which you see under the bridge. Um, and that was where we could use bolted steel connections um, for the cross bracing. Again, it just made it basically like, you know, a combination of Legos and a rector set, putting, putting the bridge together. So there's, you know, the post tensioning, you know, would have been a challenge that we really didn't have to have to worry about. Wow. So it seems like, you know, for an accelerated project that you, I'm assuming you guys had put a ton of thought into, it actually came together really well for you. Yeah, it, it came together really, really well. And, and you know, probably the, the truest test of this is how many calls you get from the constructor when they're in the field, either yelling, screaming, complaining, or complimenting. <laughs> and, and this project uh, across the boards has been a resounding success. Uh, the constructor, uh, had a lot of praise for our, our bridge engineering team that did this. And this has, um, we've used this project um, because of the success, Georgia DOT has supported us with uh, sharing this with other agencies and other, uh, you know, other industry people. And it, the project has won multiple awards already. Um, wow. So, yeah, oh, awesome. so it's, it's, a, it's a great accomplishment. That's amazing. So have you like since then really done any projects similar to this or has this really been like, have you guys had the opportunity to do anything like this since? Well, um, the timing of this was, it was really unique. Um, we were doing this project and as part of our, our, our as part of CHA's business model, you know, we, we are looking to grow our presence. Um, while this project was going on, we acquired another engineering firm. Um, and when they came on board, the one of the individuals with that firm, who has now become our CHA's chief bridge engineer for me in, in our infrastructure sector, actually wrote 
the federal highway guidelines for accelerated bridge construction. So we've got, you know, just a phenomenal resume and credentials in accelerated bridge that we're now um, using, you know, certainly much more. Um, our resume is a lot deeper. Um, we are talking with other state agencies and we're in the midst of some projects right now that we are looking at, again, using the evaluation of does it make sense to do accelerator bridge knowing that it's going to cost more? And, you know, we've got a couple of those projects going on right now. Awesome. That's really amazing. Yeah. Um, again, it just, you know, as we were talking earlier in the introduction, um, it just goes to show uh, it's a small world, you know, in the industry. You know, as we, you know, we were doing this project, Accelerator Bridge, and then we acquire a firm and the chief engineer now for us, you know, was an Excel, is an Accelerated Bridge recognized national expert and comes on board with us. So it's, yeah, it's what, the timing is everything in life. It's worked out really well for us. Yeah. And innovation and collaboration, like you said, so you're acquiring people that, you know, are innovating as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and that's, you know, one of the things that I stress with, you know, with our teams is, you know, our job is a consultant. Um, it's more than just being an engineer that, you know, just mechanically does whatever, you know, we think is the intent. We really need to be experts in our field, you know, look for best value, look to provide value, add value, you know, to our clients. Yeah. It's really cool work that you're doing. I think that's awesome. I don't know much about bridges, but <laughs> it seems very stressful. <laughs> you know, it's uh, just like any other. It, to me, your jobs would be very stressful. It's it's you know, it's just what you're accustomed to, and it's you know, as I say, underlying every challenge is an opportunity waiting to be found, and that's what we looked at. You know, we saw this as a challenge. Um, we knew it was a challenge. And, and I give all the credit to, to our bridge teams that did this. Um, you know, I was involved certainly on, you know, with the project, but on the periphery, I give all the credit to, to, the, to the engineers that designed it. They found the opportunities that were hidden in this challenge. And, and that's really what led to the success. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I can agree with that. that. That's a good quote though. I like that. I'm probably going to, write that down live by it a little bit i would say you know again i can reflect back on 35 years of, of business from graduating clarks and 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 i would say if, if there is one thing that will help you along in your career is you're going to be faced with challenges that's the way that's you know what engineers or technical specialists do um find the opportunity that's underlies the challenge if if you kind of use that model, you'll get along really well in your career and in your life. You know, underlying every challenge is an opportunity. They may be tough to find at times, but there always <laughs> is one. I can I can tell you that with certainty. Awesome. Nice. So I think that's all the questions we had for you. Mm -hmm. um, this has been a lot of fun. If you have anything else you wanted to fill us in on, if like there was a question that we missed that you wanted to, is really pressing for you to answer, then you're welcome to fill us in on it. No, I no, I think this is, you know, I really appreciate the opportunity. You know, I, I'm certainly a big advocate for Clarkson and everything that all of you do. Uh, 
and, and again, I think, you know, just that statement that I just made is, you know, is my words of wisdom to, to all of you that are young professionals coming in into the industry or going about your careers. You are going to be faced with challenges, you know, along the way. Um, just realize that, you know, underlying any challenge, there's going to be some opportunity. Um, some may be easy to find, some not, but realize there will be. And that to use that as your lever uh, to advance your career. And, uh, you know, that's what we did with this project, and it served us very well. And again, you know, my kudos go to, to the team that did this project. Yeah, that it's a really cool project to hear about. You know, I feel like you always drive by like bridge construction and you're like, I always think that like, I have no idea how they do it. And I feel like it always takes so long. So to know that you took such a long project and turned it into something that was quick and it seemed pretty like not simple, but straightforward for everyone working on it. And, you know, you got it done, did a good job. So I think that's really cool. Well, I'll give you a chance now to, to look at bridges in a whole different light every time you drive over one. So yeah. that's good. Yeah. Awesome. So I think that is all we had. We really appreciate you joining us today. This has been yeah, a lot thank of fun. You. Great. No, my pleasure. And certainly, you know, anytime I can be of assistance or if anybody has any questions, you know, feel free to reach out. Um, I always like to, uh, to share information and, you know, Again, Clarkson's got the uh, holds high regards um, for me. So best of luck to all of you. I wish you the very, very best in your careers going forward. Thank you. Hey, thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for listening. I'm Sam. And I'm Annalise. Have a good one. <laughs>